This is Jeff Chrisman, and I'm here today at ArtSpace at Untitled. I wanted to thank Laura and everyone here for uh, letting me do these interviews here. I'm visiting today with local author Paige Matichera. Paige, thanks so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. We're uh, actually uh, going to, if we could, talk a little bit about your book that was recently released, Bravo, and just to hear a little bit from you about that to share with listeners so they can be more familiar. Sure. So I wrote Bravo over the past, uh, what was a year and a half? Um, just about the relationships that I had been in. So I compiled a lot of my experiences and kind of um, put them together. So you can either look at the poem individually and just take that for what it is, or you can read the the book in full um, and you'll kind of see the highs and lows of one continuous relationship as well. Very interesting. And I'm wondering as far as, uh, uh, as you have written these, maybe how in some way is, you know, has, I guess I would ask, has this been therapeutic or maybe if, if so, you know, how this has helped you in some way if it has? Absolutely. So I was writing them as I was experiencing the, the things that it talks about. Hmm. Um, so there are some that are filled with hate and anger, some that are filled with the most absolute supreme feeling of in love. Um, and, and so in writing that itself, sitting day after day, um, kind of writing these poems, they were, I had never intended to put it into a book. Hmm. Um, and so it was just therapy for me to get my feelings out of my head and onto paper. Um, and then I could file it away somewhere. Oh, yeah. you know, um, and I didn't have to, to deal with the feeling, especially the ones that were more painful. Um, you know, you, you can write about it and then you close your book and then the feelings are gone. Oh yeah. Um, but so, so in writing that it, each poem itself was very therapeutic for me. Um, I've, I've written a lot, um, and I'm continuing to do so in writing itself is very therapeutic. I think, um, actually just said, if you can't afford therapy, just start writing. <laughs> it's not the best method, but it'll help. Oh yeah. Um, so, so yeah. And then kind of on the other side of it too, though, um, I was very frustrated um, at the world of relationships um, and and where I was at. Um, And so I kind of, I was very angry and I was like, I'm just going to publish this and I'm going to get over it and all (laughs) my feelings are going to be gone and I'm never going to have to deal with it again. And and once once I get it out there, I don't have to feel like this and I don't have to feel... Um, the pain of this. And, um, and so I think I ended up, um, getting everything together in about a week or two weeks. Hmm. Um, because I was so anxious to get it off my chest and put it out there. Uh, so that, that in itself was very therapeutic and doing that too. And just getting it all off my chest. It was great. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm curious too, as far as you know, how you've, do you've can you see any way in which you've evolved, you know, since you've been, you know, since you've, you know, since you've written these and put this together in a book, if, if anything, as far as the way you experience relationships has changed in any way. And I think um, from a writing perspective, I'm a lot more introspective, and I think I'm just a lot better. Hmm. Um, once you read through it so many times, you're like, I don't know about that one, and then. <laughs> Now, so now I'm a little bit better from a writing perspective, I think. Um, from a relationship perspective, um, I don't know that I've changed the way that I approach relationships because I think that, you know, if you are going to be in a relationship, you should be fully present in it and experiencing every part of it. If you're trying to shy away from something, 
Um, you know, you're not getting the full benefit of the relationship, even if it's a really crappy one. And then taking away the lessons learned from why it was so bad. Yeah. Um, so I don't think it's changed the way that I approach uh, relationships, but it's it's definitely given me some uh, perspective on where where things are good and and when things kind of start taking a turn for the worse and. Um, so it's opened my eyes a little bit on what's healthy, what's not. Oh yeah. Too. And then when you look back at, you know, where you were at the point at which you wrote, you know, these various poems, I'm wondering too, if that maybe has changed your perspective or the way you think or think or feel about, you know, those particular situations or wasn't sure if that, you know, in red, you know, things in retrospect or hindsight's 2020. Yeah. Um, I don't, I think I can look back on them with a little bit more ease and a little bit less. Um, frustration for the hard times. Mm. Uh, I've, I've been able to let go quite a bit of it. Um, but but if you read some of the good ones, one of my favorites, um, it, I still remember the day perfectly, and I mm. I could hold on to that memory forever. And that that is fantastic. But the the more sad ones that are like, oh, that sucks. Oh no. Um, those those I've kind of been able to move past a little bit easier, which yeah. is great. Yeah, that's very cool. And then, I, and there again, I'm just taking a leap on this. I, if I understand correctly, you are a yoga practitioner as well. Yes, as, I am. And then, as far as the practice itself, I didn't know if there's anything you want to share as far as how you know how that practice has influenced your life. Or oh, it has changed my life completely um, from from the way I approach almost everything. And um, it's it's hard to put into words how good yoga has been for me and everybody that I've interacted with who does practice. It's, it's kind of life changing and, um, it's, it's very transcendent too. I've found that, um, and that, that was something that was really exciting for me. I was raised in a Christian household. So, um, those are kind of the tenets by which my religion is structured. Um, and a lot of yoga came from Asian culture um, and that's that's not the shared religion there. Right. Um, and so, but I think, you know, you can pull on Christian principles or Hindu principles or Islamic principles, and they are all found in the tenets of yoga. Um, so it's, it's really, really cool that um, it, it kind of brings everybody together. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it creates a really safe space that everybody believes in. Um, and so, so maybe you don't, believe in the same reincarnation philosophy um but and and that by doing good but but everybody can believe that by doing good deeds you're going to be a better person and maybe you don't believe that you'll be reincarnated to be a better person that you'll just be a better person in Mm. this life that you're living but um i I think it's just very transcendent of like who what you believe and and you know no matter what you believe, you can believe yoga and practice yoga and make it this routine part of your life. And um, it definitely strengthens you, mind, body, soul, all of it. It's fantastic. Yeah. And I, I was wondering, too, just as far as that, is there kind of a space when you get maybe, I don't, I don't want to say beyond the belief, but when you're in that place or in that presence where you're not necessarily trying to figure out you know, what you believe, what you don't believe. For you know. sure. Yeah. I'm just wondering if you have any thoughts on that as far as what so, that feels like. Um. The um, last, so there's eight limbs, the eight limb path of yoga. The last step in the path is called samadhi, which is connection to whatever you want to call it, God, the life force, the eternal being, ecstasy, whatever. 
um, and and when you're when you're there, that's kind of you, you've done everything, and you are you're feeling real good. Yeah. Um, and you kind of lose lose track of time and space. You you are just in the moment. Um, I have maybe been there for twelve seconds. Uh, <laughs> that seems like a very long time. Uh, but the second you know that you're there, you kind of lose it. Yeah. Um, but but the the moment of realizing that like you are you can't feel your body. <laughs> You, it's weird. Um, you, you have no thoughts. Um, and, and so usually at the end of the yoga practice, you're laying in Savasana on the back, on your back and, uh, you've just practiced, you're finished. Um, normally I'm thinking about like what I'm eating for dinner after class. Um, but, but there's those, there's those times when you, you aren't thinking anything. Um, and I never believed that you could not think anything. Yeah. Um, and then I started practicing and I was like, whoa, I, <laughs> I have no thought. Um, and that was, that was really cool. It just, um, you feel real good. And you, we, so sometimes if you, after a really good class and you kind of get into the, the samadhi, the final, the final, um, connection and you're just in that place, um, when you come out of class, we kind of call it having, being yoga high. Yeah. And yeah. You, you, I mean, you can feel it after class when you've had a really good practice that you are so in tune with life and yourself and you just feel real good. Yeah. Yeah. And you kind of feel like sometimes you t- you're able to take a little bit of that with you, you know, as you go back into your regular life. I don't just, I use the term, term regular life, but then again, I guess it's really all our lives, isn't it? I mean, it's all one thing. Yeah. 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 Um, no, if you get yoga high, you take that with you. Um, and, and it, you, it, you feel good for the rest of the day. So, wow. And then, and um, I think I think you definitely um, when you do when you do experience that you get to um, you know it, it shifts your perspective a little bit. It just gives you a little bit more perspective in life, and uh, maybe you don't need to freak out because the napkin is not folded correctly under the fork at the dinner table. <laughs> um, you, you know, and th- the things are going to be okay. Yeah. And, and you, you get a little bit more perspective, I think, the more, the more you take out of that. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I didn't, so I'm, I'm assuming, can you, as you look at, you know, as much as you can look back at looking at yourself before you did yoga practice versus after that, do you, do you kind of see a little bit of a subtle change within yourself? As... I see a huge change. Wow. I uh, believe in myself a lot more. I have a lot more confidence. Um, I definitely care about myself a lot more. Mm. Uh, so, so I think there, there are people who don't care about themselves and there are people who don't care about others. Um, and I cared way too much about others and I did not care about myself and I've, I've been able to kind of pull back some of that, um, into myself and like, um, so I feel, I feel a lot better with who I am as a person, I think, since I've started practicing. Um, and it's definitely given me some, some confidence and some, um, grit to be, unabashedly me yeah so that's great and it's interesting I've never you know I've I've just today's the first time I've met you and and it's almost like in a way I you know I can I can sense that in some way I can feel that that you are you know you are not afraid to be you it's interesting there's a kind of a vibe that comes across thank you you know and you don't necessarily find that with everybody I've worked hard to, to get there. Yeah. So that's, that's really good. Thank yeah, you so much. Yeah, v- that's very cool. Very cool. So that's, and I was, I guess I was going to ask you too, uh, and there again, I'm just kind of, uh, just, this is kind of going where it's going. Uh, maybe to hear from you a little bit as far as maybe if you wanted to talk some about any formative lessons, you know, kind of, I could ask you for the page, Matichera Life Story, which is, you know, 
definitely enjoy hearing people's life stories and their journeys, but I'm wondering, you know, just out of respect for you and not making you feel overwhelmed with having to tell every part of it, is there anything you'd like to share just as far as maybe, you know, your anything in life experience, life experiences or formative lessons learned? Not don't want to put you on the spot, but spotlight. <laughs> um, I think um, the the biggest lesson that I've learned um, in life is that nobody's going to care about you or about what you care about or what you are passionate about yeah. as much as you do. Mm. And even if you are the most passionate person about painting in acrylics of beautiful pictures of forests, that's your passion. Nobody else is going to care as much about you. There are other artists who paint with acrylics, beautiful pictures of forests. They don't give a damn about yeah. your pictures of forests. Um, and first of all, they might not know you. Um, but I just think that, that, you know, we really have to buy into ourselves and what we are doing and uh, support ourselves first um, because we have to care about it. I mean, everybody has to care about themselves first because that's kind of how it works. It's human nature for yeah. one. Um, and people are inherently selfish, not necessarily in a bad way, mm. um, but survival of the fittest, we, we have picked up on looking out for ourselves to keep us safe. Um, help yourself before helping the child next to you put on your oxygen mask in the plane, you know, reinforced everywhere. Yeah. Um, and, and looking out for yourself and, you know, if you want to take that da dance lesson and you've never taken a dance class in your life, but you love motion and moving and you like dancing in your room and you just want to be better at it or do it in a class or take a cool video and have somebody record you doing this cool hip-hop routine in front of a mirror, um, you know, go do it. Yeah. If you want to write a book, go do it. Um, a lot of people make excuses for themselves. I used to be one of those people. Mm. Um, so, so I think that that's um, probably the biggest. And then, and then the other thing that I've that I've learned, and this is an epiphany as of a week ago. Oh wow! So, so brand new um, is that you you have to practice and you have to try and you have to you have to do the work. Um, I was very passionate growing up about musical theater and I wanted to be on Broadway. And I would always be very upset when I didn't get cast in the parts that I wanted in shows or didn't get cast at all. Um, and this is in high school still. Mm. Um, and I, I would get really bummed when I, when I wouldn't get, get the part. Um, looking back though, I didn't practice. I was so nervous about how I would sound in my house and that my mom and dad were going to judge me for not being good or mm. for my voice cracking. Um, when really that doesn't, that's not an excuse to, to not, because you're never going to get better. You're never going to get where you want to be if you don't practice, if you don't put in the work to get where you want to be. Yeah. Things are not handed to us in life. Um, I, I was to the point I was auditioning for college musical theater programs at the Unified Auditions in Chicago. So there's bunches of colleges. They're all in their own conference rooms. You go in, you sing for them, then you leave, and then you go to the next conference room, you sing, you leave. 
I didn't warm up that morning. Oh, wow. Because I didn't want to be loud in the hotel. And mm. I didn't want people to hear me warm up because that was embarrassing. And I thought I was going to make it on Broadway and I wouldn't even warm up for auditions. That made no sense. Wow. Um, so, and that, that's kind of where I've seen it the most. Um, was, was with musical theater, but, you know, we complain a lot about not getting things. Um, and then I kind of think we have to step back and ask ourselves, did we really put in the work? Um, and if, if you really want something, put in the work. Oh, yeah. And, and it, you might not get it, but at least you can say that you put in the work. Oh, yeah. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, I really seen that as a practice, right? I mean, I'm kind of looking, just hearing you talk about this, understanding that it's, you know, it's, it, can, it, can, it can be the practice itself, the, whatever it is you're repeating to get better at, but then it's also like I wonder if it's a way of life, too, as far as really committing to whatever that is, definitely, whatever that may be. Definitely, yeah. Very good. And then I'm going to take just a quick break here, if I may. We'll be right back. And we are back here again. Uh, I've actually have spoken with Paige about, uh, I've asked her to share a few of the poems from her book, Bravo, and uh, thought whenever you feel comfortable, we uh, would, would actually roll into that. Sure thing. Um, so I'm going to read four. Um, this one is my favorite that I was talking about earlier. It's called Tonight. I want to lie tonight, my curse tucked into yours. But tonight you lie with her. So in secret, we long to be side by side, her curves an unfulfilling, poorly rendered version of me. They'll have to suffice, in agony together, so far apart. Wow. Uh, this one is called Saving Her. Tucked away to safer places, to protect me and us, I'm sure. Purest intent to save such a wonder. Little he knew, in hiding her, he took the world from her, and her from it. So quickly she drained energy, spirit, love, like a shore drained by the sea. He thought that's the right way to be, saving her for when he was ready, for perfection, forever. Back pockets aren't where lovers belong. This is repeat. Hmm. She throws her head back into his lap. Laughter fills the room. His deep brown eyes gaze down at her. The moment, just one second, lasted an eternity while she replayed. Laugh, gaze, smile, repeat. Laugh, gaze, smile, repeat. Laugh, gaze, repeat. Laugh, repeat. Repeat, repeat, repeat. And the feature track on our album. <laughs> this is Bravo. It ends the book. Oh, wow. Okay, I didn't even realize there was a, a poem named Bravo. This there is great. Is. All right. Blank stares across laughter-filled rooms. Promises broken, reopened. Fool me once, shame on you. Three, four times again. Shame on me for your heart, for encouraging words, built and broken trust, pleas for forgiveness. Shame on me for your heart, for deep caring eyes, the beautiful soul, broken dreams. I've been fooled by heart, by head, and by you. All that's left in my tired soul. Bravo. Wow. 
I like it. This is this is the first time anyone has ever read poetry here. So this is on this particular uh, on this particular podcast out in the middle of the universe. So yeah, cool. yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. If uh, and I was curious if uh, anyone were inter- you know if if. When people would actually be interested in purchasing this, purchasing this. Sorry about that. I didn't know if there at this point, if someone wanted to obtain a copy of this or purchase this from you, how that how that all works. Or? There is a link on my blog, pagematachera.wordpress.com. Oh, okay. If you can spell my last name, <laughs> um, and it's under blurbs, and then there should a little link in the menu that says purchase Bravo. Oh, okay. Um, I have several copies um, with ISBN numbers on the back to sell in stores, but I don't have any stores that they are in yet. Hmm. Might happen soon. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. (laughs) If anybody wants them. Um, Yeah, but... I have a lot of copies, so buy one. <laughs> and I'll actually just, uh, so everyone will know, I'll actually, I have like a episode overview, and I'll get that information from you again, so that way it'll be, you know, basically people will be able to see all that, and uh, that way they can make, make that connection. Woo-hoo. Yeah, absolutely. No, this has been really, really good. I didn't know if there's anything else that you felt uh, moved to share, or anything as we, as we kind of... Uh... Um, I'm doing a writing challenge this month. Yeah. Um, that's been really cool. I... I don't know if you were speaking specifically about this book. Oh, actually, just anything okay, in your cool. life. Yeah, anything. Cool, let me talk about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so I was feeling a little stagnant after I finished the book. So I um, obviously wrote all the poems, um, worked with one of my good friends to have them printed. Um, but I, I really initially only wanted maybe three copies hmm. because it was such a passion of like, get this out, get this off my chest, I'm done with it. The yeah. minimum print was 25. Um, so I posted on, I think, Instagram or Twitter and asked if any of my friends would want a copy. And then more than 25 people said they wanted a copy. Oh, wow. And so I was like, oh, I guess, I guess I'm going to do this thing. <laughs> um, so so I, printed, I had them printed and then um, binding... So it's it's a perfect bind, and binding them that way is um, very expensive. Hmm. If especially if you're only doing twenty five, it's going to end up being like four hundred dollars. Oh wow! I don't have four hundred dollars to print twenty five books. Um, so I ended up binding them all myself. Um, there's a My little goodness. handwritten note in the back. It says yeah, just... bound with love by me." I said this all that, yeah. So so I I actually bound all of the copies myself, um, and then I. Um, have it in the trademark office or the copyright office, excuse me. Yeah. Um, I did that myself. I guess I technically published it myself. Hmm. Um, I don't know if there's anything else you need to do to consider a book being published, but I think that I'm done publishing yeah. it once you get it copyrighted. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe somebody will tell me that I'm wrong. Hmm. Uh, and now we'll just take the next step. But so, so it was uh, written, printed, bound by me, um, which was really exciting. Uh, but I was kind of, I did, I, while that was happening, I wasn't writing because I was focused on getting it all done, getting them all bound, figuring out how I was going to do it. Um, but I, I just kind of stopped writing. And then after it was done, um, I had that release of, of all of this, this whole book's worth of feelings that I did not have to own anymore. It it was, it wasn't on me. Um, and I, and I kind of stopped writing, um, not intentfully, and I would write here and there sometimes if an idea sparked. Hmm. Um, 
something. Uh, but I wasn't, I wasn't writing a ton. So I, and I wanted to get back into it because, you know, like I, like I said, it is very therapeutic. Um, and, and it puts me in a, in a much better place when I'm doing it. Um, and it, and it challenges you creativity, creates creatively too. Um, and, and I wanted to get away from, you know, just doing the poetry about a relationship. Yeah. Um, about, about the exact thing that I was experiencing in that exact moment. Um, or, or if I could turn that a different way or, um, and make it sound a little bit different or like it was talking about something else. Hmm. Um, so I challenged myself. I'm writing a poem every day, a poem or something, um, every day in August. So we're a little over halfway through. Um, and it's been really, really exciting for me um, to do that um, and and be able to kind of create these new things. And that I am sharing them um, on Instagram. I have an email list as well. Um, but I've gotten some really good feedback from some folks just on I've, – I've written one and – Somebody was responded and said, "I really, really love this one. It's fantastic." Wow! And, and it was—I think it was on one that I, I wasn't even super proud of, and mm. I had just been like writing to get something down on paper. Oh wow! Um, which was part of the challenge is if you don't have anything to say, what are you going to write about? Mm. Um, but so that was—that was really great for me to kind of get that feedback for one and for two, just kind of challenge myself creatively. And then um, I was able to go to a creative writing workshop as well with so it was the Ralph Ellison Foundation they oh, do wow. a monthly creative writing workshop in Oklahoma City and so I went to that and we were actually working on um, some some poetry and I I wrote four poems there that I'm wildly proud of I think they're fantastic Wow! Um, that were kind of outside of, of what I normally do do, they all kind of took the form of um, one or several very long sentences, um, which is it's definitely a style of poetry that I'm not super familiar with, um, but I really, really liked doing that. Um, so, so it was great to, to be able to engage with that foundation um, on one hand, and then also to, to get this knowledge and this extra experience of um, challenging myself differently. Um, it's it's really pushed me in a lot of different ways, um, and and even it's any it's even challenged me. You know, when you commit to something, do it. Oh yeah. I mean, there were several nights. It was like eleven thirty. <clears throat> excuse me, and I was like, man, I haven't written today yet. I I can do it tomorrow. <laughs> Easy I, to do. I, I could it? do yeah. it tomorrow. Um, you can't. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's as simple as that. If you say you're going to do something, do it. You cannot put it off till the next day. Yeah. Um, and and there were, I mean, like I said, you know, there are times I didn't have anything to say. Uh, it would have been very easy for me to pull some poem that I wrote in 2009. Or I love ridiculous. <laughs> I love that. But, I, I was uh, kind of thinking that in my head. As it you were would, it that. would be very easy for me to say because I'm doing it publicly. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> to say, oh, I wrote this poem yesterday when I really wrote it five years ago. Uh, that's not fair to uh, me. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm the one challenging myself, and I'm not going to get anything out of that. Mm. Uh, so so it, it's, it's been very challenging to, to kind of push through some of that. Um, 
uh, like August 12th, I think. I was like, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. I almost quit. Oh, wow. So you just kind of hit the wall? And- I, I hit a wall. I was like, I'm halfway. Th- I'm almost. Ha- I'm not even halfway through yet. I'm close. This sucks. <laughs> I'm, out of, I'm out of poems. I'm out of creative juice. I've got nothing to say. Um, but, you know, you just, you just keep writing. Wow, you know, it's weird, as I'm hearing you talk about this, I'm kind of feeling what that, you know, frustration might be like, and I know I can't be inside your head and really know what it feels like, but the question seems to be coming up for me now, what do you say when you don't have anything to say? I mean, I, um, I don't know, and there may be no answer the, to that. There, there is, and mm. I'll see if I can find it. Um, I, it, it, it sucks, and it's really hard, um, and so sometimes you write about the watch that you're staring at mm. and maybe something cool comes from the watch I wrote a cool poem about a watch um, so like one time I wrote about I wrote a recipe for chocolate chip pancakes it was the only thing I could think of Wow! I know it by heart I love chocolate chip pancakes I wrote the recipe for chocolate chip pancakes and a little bit about it interesting, interesting. I wrote something yeah and that was a, that was a very very hard day um, I'll, I'll read this one though that that was um, That I had no clue. Yeah, I'm really intrigued by that. It's kind of like, yeah, it's like, what is that? What is that? You know, what does that sound like? What does that? What does um, that look like? What I was writing about. Okay, um, it was on the 13th, not the 12th. Resources were running low. I'm starting to doubt if I can make it through another day, let alone a week, month. What day is it anyway? I'm tired, physically, mentally, emotionally. I'm beat. I don't know how to keep going. I'm looking for motivation. But day after day of excruciating challenges and all I want to do is sleep all day. I'm tired. I'm hungry. I'm so ready to give up. It's taking everything in me to write right now. But reflection is important. And I'm all I have. Maybe it'll motivate me tomorrow. Right now, just having someone to talk to, even if it's just me in a journal, is keeping me sane. Barely, but I'm hanging on. Maybe tomorrow I'll make it up the mountain. I'm close, I think. I think I'll have an easier time if I can get there. I have to sleep. Tomorrow I summit. And and it kind of was cheesy. Um, wow, and it no. kind of... I dig it. Thank I, you. I mean, yeah. And, and it kind of felt like I, I... So on my email, I was like, field journal, day 13 or something. Because um, it felt like a field journal entry. And I was mm. really just exhausted. And I, I didn't know what to write about. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to write about being exhausted. Wow. Um, and I... <laughs> Is that something you could see yourself at some point putting in a book or, or, or speaking in front of people? Or? Uh, maybe. I, thought, I, thought, I don't know what's next. I yeah. want to do an, now that I've done one. I want to do another book, but I don't want to do another book just for the sake of doing another book. Yeah, just to say that you're doing um, it or it just becomes something else. Yeah, yeah. I actually have um, what I think is a really cool idea for another book um, that I've actually been holding on to for longer than Bravo. Hmm. Um, I haven't had some of the life experiences that I think are probably required to do so. It'll be like a culmination, end of life book. Wow. Maybe I'll publish wow. it on my deathbed. Um, that was wow. good. Um, but I forgot where I was going with that thought. But so another book. Um, I've, yeah. I've thought about it. I, I, I do want to write probably two more. One, the idea that's been in my head for seven years. Yeah. Um, and then, I, and you know, I. And that's very specific, and I have a specific idea and specific poems that I've already written and um, continuation of those um, planned for that one. Um, 
but I, I would like to do another one. I just I don't want to put it out there just to say I wrote a book. It's full of poetry. Here you go. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. nobody nobody wants that. Art, art. I think is. You, I think you can look at a piece and tell when somebody felt something when they were making it. Yeah. Uh, and when they weren't. Yeah, when it was kind of kind of forcing it, so to speak, or kind of feeling like they kind of quote unquote have to. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I feel like we, it's it's easy for us to gauge that, and you know, you can you can trick people all you want, but it's is what's the point of creating then? Yeah. Uh, I don't think that artists create just to make something pretty. Hmm. Um, and and um, I, I don't I don't want to do that. And and you could say, I think poetry and writing is is a form of art. Yeah. In a way, it's not yeah. visual quite as much. Um, but I don't I don't want to just write a story to make a to make a nice little story. Yeah. It, it's it's got to mean something. Um, and so I don't I don't know what next book looks like. There are pieces that I love um, that I would love to have in a book. Um, I also need to figure out how to publish things in like poetry journals because those exist. And, oh yeah. And um, I don't know much about them, and I probably should. Mm. Um, but but maybe looking into going going that avenue for the ones that I am really in love with that I don't have a place for yet. Um, yeah. Sounds like this is a, a very important part of who you are. Right? You know, there again, I don't know. I've just met you, but it just it comes across. You know that this is. You know, this is, is, is something that is definitely a, uh, yeah, it in, is. in as much as I as a person who hasn't known you before, you know, before this. But, yeah, it does Thank it does you. come across that way. It is. I I wouldn't have called myself a I refused to call myself a writer. Hmm. Um, I was a girl who writes poetry. Yeah. But I was a girl who writes poetry. I was not a writer. Um, honestly, until I told myself I was going to publish Bravo, I wasn't a writer. Hmm. Um, and people were like, yes, you are, Paige. You're a writer. You write. <laughs> uh, I was like, no, I'm not, though. I, you have to be good to be a writer. You have to be published to be a writer. You have to, you have to check XYZ box to be a writer, but you don't. You just, if you write, you're a writer. Yeah. If you dance, you're a dancer. Like, okay. Right. Um, if you play soccer in the backyard and that's the only time you play soccer, but you want to call yourself a soccer player, fine by me. Yeah. Um, now you are not a professional soccer player. That's pretty easy to separate. Right. Um, but um, yeah, I, ref- I refused to call myself that. And once I kind of let go of the I am not and just started kind of buying into myself a little bit more, um, I I am. And it, and it is part of who I am. I've been, I've been writing since I wrote a song in first grade. It's called Technicolor. It's fantastic. Um, listen for it on my EP. I don't have one. Um, <laughs> But me and me and my best friend in first grade wrote this song called Technicolor. It was um, great. Hmm. But so I've been writing, and they, and they they were originally songs, and they were really bad songs in middle school, and then early middle high school, I started exploring just writing poetry, and those weren't very good. They were the thoughts of teenage girls and crushes on the boy whose locker is down the hall, and that's <laughs> trash. Um, it's not trash, by yeah. the way. If you actually write poetry like that, it's yeah. probably beautiful. Um, but you know, I I've gotten a lot better. But but I have been writing for ever, and mm. I never really thought about that. Um, 
until people said, no, Paige, you are a writer. Yeah. And I was like, well, I guess I have been doing this for a while. <laughs> um, yeah, but it definitely is part of who I am. And it's definitely, you know, um, contributed to a lot of my growth as a person. Yeah, that's very, it's very inspiring. I mean, it's been really neat just to get some sense. And I, and I appreciate you sharing all this because I know this is sometimes kind of, an, you know, kind of an odd way to do this when you haven't met somebody before, you don't know them, and you don't know really what's going to happen. But, I mean, I really do feel like you, you know, some of who you are has come across in Thank this. Thank you. And so I, re I really do appreciate that. Thank you. I'm glad. Thank you so much. It's been great talking to you. Thank you.